It's a real delight to be sitting here and looking towards and at all of you. And I'd like to welcome you all to this retreat here at Gaia How. <laughs> I did this once before. <laughs> this retreat here at IMS. Uh, it's actually quite a good joke, really, isn't it? I should, I, maybe I should do it on purpose. My name's Yanai. This is Pascal and Catherine. And uh, we're all very happy to be here for this retreat with you these next nine days. Just want to check that the volume's okay for everyone. It's working. Please always, if ever it isn't working, let us know. I can't do anything about the accent, I'm afraid. But the volume we can adjust. Hmm. So, we'd like to take a little time to speak about this retreat, this time we have to be together, this uh, rather wonderful opportunity to spend nine days engaged in meditation, engaged in spiritual exploration and practice. Very Lovely, as I said, to sit and just feel the presence of a hundred human beings in a room with a certain shared intention and focus. Many of you uh, I feel very fortunate to have known from previous retreats and other circumstances. Some of you new to myself, certainly, and perhaps some of you also, in fact, certainly a few of you new to IMS itself. And... Uh, and yet there's something we share, whatever it is that's brought us here, however we've come here. Something about taking this period of time. It's curious, it's interesting to me how over the years of practice that I've been involved with these teachings and forms of Dharma exploration here and elsewhere, the world of meditation has moved from being something quite marginal, fringy and actually quite weird and usually a really effective way of ending a conversation by mentioning, um, to something that's become quite familiar, quite, in a way, almost normalized and uh, comfortable in our culture, and our society. Certainly in the, the guise or language of mindfulness, remarkable how many uh, realms of our world it's entered into. And there's something for me quite lovely about that kind of normalizing that sense of, yeah, this is incredibly something very normal to me that we'll be doing here. Something that seems incredibly just natural and completely sane. Um, even if it may not always feel that way. That's certainly how it appears to me. And there's something really healthy, it seems, about our culture, our society, beginning to acknowledge the value of paying attention, the value of pausing. <coughs> Maybe even going beyond pausing and stopping, you know. That's lovely. And at the same time, it creates a way in which it could also just be another thing we do 
amongst the many other the many other things we do and what I'm also very aware of as I come and sit here at IMS and with you this evening a sense of of this being something that offers a potential that is profound that is remarkable that is transformative and that since my first encounter with these teachings and practices over over 25 years ago um I've really done very little else and I feel very fortunate for having for that having been possible for me in terms of what my life has been focused upon and the real support and benefit it's brought and it seems to me that in our world and perhaps for each of us for all of us the the possibility of finding a real depth of spiritual understanding of support of guidance of of peace and of freedom these are things that are not inconsequential in our lives and that a retreat such as this is a very potent set of conditions for for something remarkable to take place as human beings we have the capacity to really deeply know to very clearly and intimately explore and understand for ourselves what is the truth at the heart of our lives and what is equally the potential of our life well lived in its fullness and its inevitable challenges and complications but equally in its depth and so it's not something casual we engage in here and yet it's something that people such as ourselves have been moved to do throughout the history of human society and beyond that i imagine even though it's not really recorded for us that people took time stepped out of their lives out of the busyness the challenges the complications and the and the very worthy things that we do in our day-to-day lives which are absolutely essential necessary important that we take care of in terms of work and family and relationships and our ways we might contribute to our communities and our world all of this essential and yet equally essential and worthy of really giving ourselves wholeheartedly too at least for periods of our lives something about just really stopping really landing and turning with a a real interest a curiosity a, a willingness to to see what's at the heart of it all where does it all land or what does it all turn on when we strip away the surface and the superficial the busyness and the complexity that we can so often be engaged in and at times lost or submerged in and there's something rather exciting 
for me about that possibility, something rather enticing. Uh, in the sense of, oh yes, we can explore this together. And if, as there may be for a few of you, this is the first time you're doing something like this, how wonderful. How wonderful that you're trying, exploring something new and just go gently, give yourself time to find out. We can't always know in advance how to do something or how to be in an unfamiliar situation. But if we listen, it seems to me, if we listen respectfully to our own experience, we can find within that the, the wisdom and the capacity to, to really make good use of any situation, including this one. Certainly any unfamiliar situation offers its challenges and its potential riches to us. And equally, of course, if you're familiar with such retreats, you maybe have done, some of you I know, have done many, many such retreats here. And it's always delightful to, to see some very familiar faces amongst the group. And I always know that there'll be more who I haven't managed to see on the first looking around the room, who I'll get to see a little bit later along the way. But even if we're really familiar with all of this, even if we've done it many times, learnt many rich and perhaps at times hard-won lessons in the journey of practice, to also come as somewhat a beginner, to enter this space as something rich with as yet unknown or undiscovered possibilities. To give yourself the space as something that open, not something burdened by too many expectations of it being the same as last time or different than last time, not too many expectations of particular things you want or think you should achieve or experience or attain. and free of too many ideas about perhaps how far you are along in your journey. Because this is something we can never that usefully fix one way or the other. But to be open to discovery, to be open to be surprised, to be open to something fresh, something immediate, something which can't ever be known except right where we are which is always here to be discovered, no matter what is going on, no matter how sweet or how difficult the experiences might be. Everything offers us a precious gift and to respect the fullness of our experience, given that that is so. This is a, a useful attitude and orientation to bring into a retreat such as this. There's a lot more I'd like to say, but I'll practice uh, stopping and uh, 
maybe have a few more words to say at the end. My name is uh, Pascal. Um, I'm really happy to be here. It's also very exciting to um, embark on a journey uh, like this, an exploration of uh, the heart and mind and the psyche and the body, uh, an exploration of uh, in solitude, but also in community, is such a strange uh, form. Huh? So we come together, a large group of us, to be in silence together and to um, support each other. Uh, such a strange. I've been also doing this for a number of years, maybe twenty years now, and I'm still not used to it. Every time I starts, I'm curious, like, wow, what's going to happen? How, how are we going to be together? We, we barely know each other. <laughs> we don't know each other at all. Maybe some of us know each other. And so we find ourselves in uh, rural Massachusetts. Maybe it's, uh, it's exotic for you. For me, it is, somehow. Uh, and I think at uh, IMS here, and certainly for, I know it's true, and for Catherine and Yanai and I, it's what um, wish we have is that everyone here feels welcome. It's actually, it's actually, um, it's actually very important to me personally. So I want to say this with. We're forming a little community here. It's, it, it probably doesn't feel like this exactly right now, but over the days, hopefully it will. And uh, everyone who is here is part of this community. And so whatever makes you who you are, you know, is, is absolutely welcome here. It's important to say this when we gather in a spiritual place like this, for lack of a better word, to name this. So. Uh, you know, whatever your, um, your story is, or the story of your people, or uh, your language, or your skin color, or your sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, or expression, or size, age, state of the mind and heart. This is, this is absolutely welcome here. Whatever m might make you feel that you might not belong is something we would like particularly to invite in the field. Really, this is, this is part of uh, what makes us uh, us, you know, and, and uh, stuff to explore and hold together. So I don't know if I did name everything, but certainly it is my intention. Um, Because that's the stuff we're going to be sitting with, you know, and we here we're here to see stuff, name it, uh, make space for it. So, 
And particularly I was thinking about like this, this time of year. I don't know, it's, for some of us it's, it can be a little charged, you know, like charged with love and lightness or charged with, I don't know, loneliness or the heaviness of some of the relationships that we have or some, something like this. And so whatever the state of your mind-heart is, uh, as you come here, it's very much welcome. Here there are some hearts that are light and some hearts that are heavy or ripped open. It's, it's, uh, it's welcomed in this room. It's, it's the whole shebang, is that an English word? Or it sounds like this, this is us, humanity, coming together, you know. And one thing maybe that uh, I like, like to welcome early on is imperfection, you know. We're not going to do this so well. You know, neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't know, but imperfectly, that's for sure. You know, because being human beings is, oh my God, it's such a, such a trip, no? <laughs> so, you know, the sittings are not going to be perfect. The teachings is not going to be perfect. The walkings and the food and the you know, the heat or the weather. Or, and we're, and we're going to work with that. It's going to be included, you know. Not that we're going to be sloppy or careless, not at all. We're going to be very careful. But, you know, it, it's going to be imperfect what's going to happen here. I like that, to name it early. I mean, maybe one, one of you, maybe you, I'll close my eyes so you, Maybe one of you will do everything perfectly. <laughs> but then you'll be stressed because you'll wonder if it will keep being perfect. <laughs> so there's no way out. <laughs> uh, so I'm saying this just to bring, you know, to put a high value on kindness and compassion, you know. Um, The work, if that's the right word, for what we're going to do is, um, yeah, it's a very noble work to actually uh, go in there and recognize what's uh, happening in the heart and body and in the mind, what we're moved by, what makes us think or talk or not talk or our attitudes and everything that's going to be revealed to do this is not, it's, it's beautiful work, important work, and it's not easy. And uh, there's a kind of a setup here that makes it um, kind of safe to do or creates the best conditions possible for this work to be done. And it's, it's good to name some of the components of this so we're really conscious about this, mindful of this. And so all of you, I think, read and know about the precepts that we agreed to uh, live by or, uh, as we're here. And I, I, as a community, it's good tonight to take a few minutes to name this. So I see these as a prescription for happiness, as if the Buddha said, oh, you're interested in happiness. Try these little ways to be with yourself and others, and maybe you'll... You know, there'll be something in there that you'll recognize as uh, very rich in terms of uh, 
peace of mind or freedom or something like this. And also specifically here, it's what makes it possible for us to maybe relax a little bit and feel safe. Although I'm using, you know, I know that uh, safety is something that can be developed and it's, it's not a given. It's not because I'm saying, oh, please feel safe, you know, like, but these rules or these trainings are probably going to be really helpful. So that we all agree together to consciously or intentionally not to hurt each other is a huge thing. Apart from the meditation technique, if there was just this here this week, that we were all very conscious that we wouldn't want to act on an intention to hurt another being. For me, just saying this, oh, wow, a hundred people are going to be really careful about this. Wow. Let's see. Let's see what's going to happen with just that. And then uh, that we're going to agree also to take care of other people's stuff, to not take what is not offered clearly or freely. To be really careful with things uh, around us. For those of you who have been practicing, you, I don't know if you hear this, but that's what comes to my mind. It's like, wow, this is really a training in mindfulness. It invites me to pay attention, not to hurt, to care for other people's stuff. And then one uh, other area of this mindfulness practice, of this taking care of this non-harming. Here, a hundred people together, extremely important. Tune in, if it's the one time you will, <laughs> tonight in your tiredness and exhaustion from traveling. It's this uh, agreement around sexual energy. So, as we uh, are going to practice here together for the week, the agreement that we have together is that we're not going to act on sexual energy. Oh, it might arise <laughs> here or there or everywhere. <laughs> sexual energy is really part of human experience, no? For many of us, for at times, certainly. And so it's good to name it. Yeah, there is sexual energy. It's a very, very powerful energy. You know, it can... It can create beauty and generosity and communication and spirituality. It can also be extremely powerful and hurt deeply. And some of us know that intimately, deeply. And so with this energy here this week, we're going to be really careful. If it arises in oneself, we're going to explore it, acknowledge that it's there, and notice how physically it affects the biology how it affects the perceptions, the stories it tells, the, you know, whatever energy, whatever, however it manifests, we're going to be invited to be conscious of it and not act on this at all here. Just to see what, what discoveries we're going to make about it. So it's not a value judgment saying sexual energy is bad. It's saying we're going to explore, we're, we're committed to explore that energy if it arises in a way that is not communicated. Yeah? So, let's get specific. You get your bowl of soup, 
you know, the person you really like is sitting over there on the left. You go on the right. You leave them alone, right? Okay, it's going to take tremendous inner power, but you go the other direction. You give them their beautiful gift of solitude so that they can feel whatever they feel. They can live whatever, they can explore whatever they're exploring. Yeah? It's extremely important because a hundred people uh, in close co uh, community like this, that is going to create safety for a lot of us here so that we can relax and not feel like we have to, you know, uh, the word doesn't come in English, but uh, we have to organize somebody else's inner life, you know. They take care of their inner life themselves. Do we agree on this? Good. Another agreement we have is around uh, uh, noble silence, we could say, and speech. So when we will talk here, which will be very little in this week, uh, we're going to speak uh, truthfully, you know, using uh, words that are not abusive. And this is something we can, uh, an area of mindfulness that we will be able to bring back to our life. And here, there's this, uh, one of the aspects that makes this retreat so much what a retreat is and provides so much of the richness is this agreement and this value and this care we're going to give to silence. So we're really going to take real good care of this here, this week. We're entering now silence. And so it means that even if I feel lonely or this or that, I'm not going to go towards the other one and, and talk to them. It's this, uh, the way I see it is this gift of silence, this gift of solitude that we give each other. We're going to support each other to do that much sitting and walking and paying attention <coughs> in silence. So if you came with a friend or partner or I don't know what prior agreement you had, like let's go for a walk after lunch and check in each other. Let me remake the agreement for you tonight <laughs> with the power of my speech. <laughs> We're actually uh, becoming really equal here. We're all human beings living together and there's no exclusivity in this way. We're all human beings. And we're all entering in together, exploring solitude and whatever is going to arise in it. And when we come out, then we'll be able to connect and ask each other how we are, how we've been, what happened. Yeah. But not during the retreat, right? Okay. These things, uh, all these things that I'm naming are extremely fragile in a way, huh? They depend, on, uh, uh, they depend on intention. Because if somebody decides to talk or to take something that is not theirs or to, you know, it's like there's no, uh, you know, it's, it's going to happen. So, it, so this depends on intention. So we have to be really clear about this, be very intentional, right? And the last uh, precept or training that we're uh, 
taking on, we could say, is around uh, the avoidance of uh, intoxicating stuff. So here, you know, we're interested in reality, in truth, in, uh, in what's really happening in reality. So of course we're not going to put a layer of, uh, you know, take alcohol or drugs that can cloud the mind, yeah? So we're sober here this week. Of course, if you have prescription, something you agreed uh, with uh, your doctor, you're going to keep this going. It might be exactly what's needed for, to do this work, yeah? And another thing, maybe, I don't know if we'll talk about this today or tonight or tomorrow, but another, for me, the major aspect of uh, no intoxication and not taking intoxicant as we're here is to many of us it's going to be uh, around uh, technology so here we're entering a monastic kind of time and field space a time of simplicity of renunciation so devices as you know I think through emails and <laughs> communication with the center, are falling away. And so that's extremely important for you to have this experience that is very powerful, as Yanai was saying, to actually commit to this. Because this mind, you know, like, gets a little scared, it doesn't know if it exists or not, you know, do I exist or not? Let me check my emails. <laughs> Be reassured, you know, that somebody somewhere something to tell me about, you know, and here we're going to actually discover by ourselves how to accompany ourselves. And it's going to take a lot of courage. This is kind of a, I don't know, it's like a rite of passage here. So if we stay with all our ordinary things or habitual things, not much is going to happen because we're going to be in the same, we're going on a journey. And so are our devices. <laughs> and so in the same way that if you came with somebody, you're saying, goodbye, I wish you well. We'll check in at the end. Same with the device. Wish you well. We'll check in at the end of the retreat. Yeah. And so these, all these agreements that we have create this particular space that we enter and where discoveries, profound discoveries can be made. And so thank you so much for you know, bringing this forward, making this priorities and things that are in your heart and mind so that we can uh, enter that field. I so wish you well, and we're going to be hanging out together a lot. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming, making this possible.
I'm ready for the retreat now. I'm really happy to be here with you. Maybe let's go with that for a moment. Just let's take a moment and feel into, listen into the quiet of the night, the silence in the hall, just for a, just for a minute. Let yourself breathe out into your seat. Where hundreds of people have sat right where you are over the years in this hall. I think, is it 35 years? Something like that. 40? That IMS has been here. I think before that, this place was probably the chapel, I imagine. But human beings endeavoring to know what's possible to know, to be drawn either by the longing for, however you would word it, feel into what's there for you, the longing for peace, for freedom, for refuge, for fullness, for being unhindered, however you would word it. Sitting here, hour after hour, week after week. And this silence of the winter. Can you hear it? I was reminded of this little verse by Meister Eckhart, German mystic. And he had this line, he said, Love winter when the trees say nothing. Less, less obvious kinds of expression than the colors and the light of summer. And the metaphor for us too, that's, that subtlety that it takes actually to come into silence, to listen, yes, to all the levels of the mind, to the stuff that's on top, the stuff that's in the middle, and that which is quieter, that also calls us. To be able to have the full range, the breadth and depth of the human chitta, the human heart-mind. Because these teachings are pointing to that heart-mind being free. And we'll look more at what that might mean for us. What does it mean for this to be free? What does that look like? But first, let's do a reflection of what brings you here. Why are you here? What moves your heart to take these nine, ten days 
in the winter break, which I imagine was a great effort, cost, expense, arrangement, courage, um, you know, from the practical level, the financial level, the soul level of, oh, you know, I've got to put, put myself in silence and solitude. What is it that your heart is drawn to? What do you want? How do you word it? Take a moment, and if I were to ask you the question and you were allowed to just respond out right into the room, dear, dear, dear fellow being, what brings you here? And listen in to any stirrings. It may come as feeling. It may come as words. It may come as blank, empty, I don't know. Stay with whatever the response is. Because to know your personal heart here, and these teachings point to the universal aspects that really let us free up from our preoccupation (laughs) with ourselves, yes. But to know the personal heart, what draws you here? As one of the very real levels of what it means to be human. So I ask you again, dear fellow, dear fellow human, what brings you here? What brings you here? And just keep listening. I don't know. I come every year. Leave me alone. Let's get on with it. Thank you. What brings you here? Wait until those stirrings of your own, sometimes very quiet motivation, sometimes despite ourselves, we get here. Sometimes out of desperation, sometimes out of pure love affair with going deep and wide. Whatever it is, what brings you here? Do you love meditation? Are you curious? Have you seen into the heart mind in such a way that you just want to go further? Are you wanting to find a way to live your life as authentically as possible? Are you wanting life not to just pass you by in a blur? Are you doing this for your family members? I remember one woman on retreat, she said, I just came because I was a time bomb waiting to go off. This was just like holding ground for a bit and then more unfolded for her. Maybe you're perplexed by questions of the world, the pain, the turmoil on the personal, collective, global level. Maybe you sense the possibility of your own loving heart going further and wider than it has yet had a chance to express. I don't really mind what brings you here. It's welcome. It's really welcome. 
Because that listening, that communication with ourself is what can help ignite that spark that each one of us has by virtue of being human. And that spark that kind of can ignite and burn to to let us cook, to let us expand, and to let us melt maybe what is no longer needed. So please let that question um, percolate a little bit more tonight. Even if you're a very experienced yogi, Keep it fresh, keep inquiry current, keep the curiosity alive. Because the aliveness of our practice is, is the aliveness of our heart's love. For what we may sense is possible, or maybe we just hope is possible, maybe we've heard is possible, or maybe the faith is that we really know deeply for ourselves, not through having to believe something of what's possible for you. And in whatever language, both language of concepts, but also whatever language of philosophical framework speaks to your heart, whether that is Buddhist language, not Buddhist language, actually the heart speaks a lot of languages. Listen. And this will be your faithful companion. And we remain faithful by listening to that which can, doesn't always call so loud in us, but that gets us here. If I reflect on what brings me here, you know, the surface answers are there, like, well, it was in my diary. Okay, thank you. What brings me here? That's not, I know that's not my deepest response. <laughs> There's a little more depth there. So, okay, yeah, I just listen. Okay, yeah, my, that's in my diary. What brings, what brings me here? And then I start to drop a little bit. And I I can feel the touchness and I actually start to look out and see you or us all. Like actually, I love, I love what we're embarking upon here. Thank you, what brings me here? And as I follow the question, it slowly gets a little bit more intimate closer. So please follow this tonight. And tomorrow, if you want to let us know what brings you here, any of them, there may be many responses, you can leave us a note. And it's, 
I find it really helpful to hear and get a, a sample of what's in your heart, what's intimate for you about what brings you here. So we'll make some space for that tomorrow. Um, we can usefully learn about who's here in that way. I think there's just one other thing I want to say before um, we finish tonight, before we have a few announcements and sit, have a short sitting. Um, I think Sage announced that uh, that there'll be a cell phone ceremony um, tomorrow. And that will be, did she say it will be in that 11.30 sitting before lunch? So we'll remind you in the morning, in the morning instructions, that you can bring them then and we'll have a, <laughs> what, what kind of ceremony, a fanfare and a, you know. But something to really mark that, relinquish it, that relinquishing and um, entry. So we'll have a very short sitting to end the evening, but let's just stand and wiggle a little bit to move. So, yeah. You can wiggle in whatever freestyle way you want to wiggle, but if you want some instructions, sometimes it's nice to have someone tell you how to wiggle. Right, so let, let the hips move a little bit. Let the breath free up. One of the things we're going to be doing here is training our attention. And actually, I don't know if I can teach you how to wiggle and shake at the same and tell you as well. Let's just wiggle and I'll tell you that. Okay, shaking the hands. I can't use both here. Let's try this. Oh, yeah, that's, that's better. Ooh. Okay, both hands. Shaking them out. Shaking the hips. Let the breath free up. Yeah. Breathing in, raising the arms above the head. Holding the breath. And on the out breath, making a sound from the belly with a ha. Oh, yeah. Breathing in. Holding the breath from the belly with a Breathing in. Shaking the shoulders. Freeing up the chest. So we train the attention in meditation, as you know. But to train the attention, it's really useful to free it up so we don't just try and train it into a small little tight spot. Let's free up the attention. Shaking the hands. Okay, if you can, shake a leg. It's okay to wobble. And balancing on the other foot, shaking a leg from the hip. Okay, and then um, palms to the back side, waking it up. Down the legs. 
and up the insides. And then little fists at the groin, waking up the pelvis. tapping at the chest. <sighs> Collarbones. <sighs> Shoulders. And skull. Forehead, temples, jaw, cheekbones, <sighs> breath, and shaking out the hands. Let the breath free up. Please take a seat and we'll have a short sitting. So just just noticing what it's like to settle into your body in a gentle, relaxed, and yet very conscious way, establishing a a bodily posture that feels settled and rooted upon your seat, cushion, bench in touch with the earth beneath you, upon which your body rests. And the body upright, extended. Rising up from that base and extending into the sky. Alert, and yet also relaxed. So allowing your body to soften. Inviting a sense of gathering and focus without having to tighten or contract. And so we turn our attention towards this immediate experience without some idea of what it should be. Without some idea of anything that's not allowed here. And 
at the same time as being open to just what's here right now. Letting the simple experience of your body sitting here and the movement of breathing that takes place as you as you're sitting here, allowing that to be the field of attention, of focus, turning with mindfulness, with interest to the simple experience of body breathing in, body breathing out, just however it does that right now. And letting that be the central focus, the place of gathering, of landing and settling, just for now. Just for a few minutes we'll sit together in this way. If you find you become lost or distracted, just begin again. Coming back to what's right here, this body breathing, right now, just as it is.
So we're almost done, just a couple more brief things to mention. And uh, very aware that uh, many of you have had long journeys and perhaps uh, full days or weeks or years. So uh, it's just after 10 past 9 and we'll be finished in yeah, just a few minutes. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention was that, um, for those of you, many of you will know this, but we will be meeting with you in, um, in small groups uh, regularly through the retreat and you'll all have the opportunity to meet in a small group with each of us. So I uh, hope that's... Does that make sense the way I've set up? My brain's a little scrambled. It's still somewhere over the Atlantic, uh, even though it's got here a little while ago, some of it. Um, yeah, so we'll all be meeting with you over the, the course of the retreat. And with that, uh, the forms that you were given to fill in, um, I guess you've all done them, but if any of you arrived late and haven't yet filled in the form, um, with regard to the registration information and the interview information, it's really helpful and important if you do that and um, get it into SAGE in the front office um, this evening, really, is the best, most it would be helpful. Um, and having had the, as I said, rather enjoyable opportunity to be able to look and see, see you all. I, uh, I realize I just want to name something with regard to that. And part of what I find delightful and uplifting is the, the sense in which what we're engaged in here is not some kind of process that's been prescribed by some sort of historical um, figure or some mythical deity, but the practice of meditation and the the practices, the forms we're engaging in here, something that's been lived by people like us through millennia now, through generations, and shared and passed on one to the next amongst people who've valued it. And and that all of us in being here become part of that. The the living expression, the 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 present transmission of something that is that is truly beautiful and precious. And so, in my appreciation of that, as I said, I enjoy to see you, and you have a, a more limited range of opportunities for who you get to look at. Uh, and I'd like to invite you to take a moment, if you wish, and you don't have to at all if you don't want to, to just take a moment and look around and see who's here. You don't have to look soulfully into everybody's eyes, but you can <laughs> see what happens if you do, I guess. But just, just take a moment to notice we will be here in silence and in solitude, but we will also be here together. And uh, something something of a wonderful gathering of beings. And even if I don't know you all, my experience over many, many years of leading these retreats is that it's good, good folk who come to such events such as this. Kind-hearted, caring folk, it seems to me. And so, in that sense of turning towards our solitude, we, we do it together. And that's a, that's a blessed part of what we do here. 
Tomorrow morning there will be a wake-up bell, and you may have seen already on the schedule, but the wake-up bell will be at 5.30, and there will be a sitting from 6 to 6.30 and breakfast time at 6.30. And with tomorrow morning, um, it may be that for some of you, you, you recognize that the need of your your body, mind, life, is to have just a little extra rest on the first day of the retreat. And that's okay. If that's what you need, it's fine to uh, not make it to the first sitting on that first morning. And uh, of course, if you're awake and uh, it is fine to make it, please do. Um, and we'll, we'll sit together quietly at that time. But just something about respecting the, the process of transition and that, to see if what's needed for you is okay. After breakfast uh, there will be the working meditation and opportunity for offering service to the to the center here, to the staff and also to all of us in the community and at work and it's really important um, with that. And then we'll come back again together at, uh, I'm actually doing this from memory because I can't read this without glasses, but 8.15, I think I've got that right, yeah. We'll come back together at 8.15 and uh, at that time tomorrow and in the subsequent days we'll be giving, offering some reflections and giving instruction with regard to the meditation practice and so it's really important that you're here for that and at the beginning so that we can begin at that time and we'll tell you more about the schedule as it continues um, through the day from there. That's enough I think to get started with. And the last suggestion I'd like to offer you for this night is if there's anything you need to do to kind of get finished. So you can begin the morning with a sense of a clear open space. It's good to do that if you haven't actually quite yet got your suitcase in from the car because it's, I mean, it is a bit slippery out there and maybe you want to wait till the morning on that one. But if you've got a torch and feel confident, um, kind of, Doing what you need to do to land, to arrive, is helpful. And if there's anybody you need to say goodbye, farewell, not just in your heart, but actually, Rose, they need to know that you're saying goodbye, because otherwise they're going to wonder, why haven't they contacted me? Um, and you might be concerned for them in that regard. Then take the opportunity to send a message or make a brief call that says, I'll speak to you again on the 9th, or I'll be free again at the end of the retreat. And then you know they don't need to worry about you. Or anything else that you might need to just tidy up that you can do so. And then really giving oneself the gift of some space to begin the day. So just want to also check if there's anything else that needs to be said. And is there anything at a practical level that anyone has any question about in order to be able to engage as we've suggested with being here? Anything? Please. Sure, we'll work on that. And the request was for the mic being turned up. I don't know if anyone else couldn't hear. Please don't be shy or polite or kind, all of which it is, to not tell us at the time it's happening. But that's the best time we can adjust it. So if with any of us you can't hear us clearly, and I wasn't giving my accent a hard time before in case anyone thought so. I, I noticed someone thinking, oh, I wondered if did someone think I don't like my accent. I love my accent, but not everybody understands it so well. 
So with anything, if you're not understanding us clearly, we can fix the mic, turn up the volume, or speak more slowly and clearly if we're reminded to. Or we can try to anyway. So thank you for mentioning that and remind us tomorrow if we don't. Please. Anything else? Practical, unclear, needed? Okay, so it's 19 minutes after 9. Um, I'd like to just finish the evening with a expression of what is my wish, but I know also the wish of uh, Catherine and Pascal and really everyone here at IMS that this retreat and our practice here together be something that truly and deeply serves your well-being for each of you, that this be a contribution to your welfare, to your growth, your deepening, your widening, the awakening of your hearts and your lives. And that equally as this would serve each of us here, that what we do here also be something that is offered to, that serves and supports the welfare and the well-being of other beings, the welfare of this world and all of life in all its forms and all realms. And uh, so thank you for coming and for participating in this. For this evening, I wish you a good night's rest and uh, we'll begin again tomorrow in the morning. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.